Oh, uh, Rachel, just so you know, um, despite having the entire day off and the entire week off, I only watched the episode once and I have taken no notes. So Okay. <laughs> well, I took notes, which I don't usually do. So. <laughs> okay. The, the balance of the universe is restored. <laughs> Welcome back to Team Cockroach, a podcast about The Good Place, a weekly comedy on NBC by Mike Shore. I'm Rachel Adelman, and with me are my two of my co-hosts. I have uh, Andrew Pontius. Hi, Andrew. Hey there, Rachel. And Sarah Gardner. Hi, Sarah. Hi. Okay, and we are here to talk about uh, episode nine, I believe. I think it's nine. Uh, the Answer. Uh-huh. It, it is episode nine, yes. Okay. So, uh, quick recap, we start off with uh, Team Cockroach in the judges' chambers as they try to restore Chidi's uh, memories. And as Michael restores Chidi's memories, we see flashes of his life from the time he's a baby up through his death, and then flashes of him encountering all of our many friends throughout the several reboots we've seen previous in The Good Place. After Michael's finger snap is complete, Chidi's memories are restored, and uh, he seems to be prepared to help the team get the answers to what they should do with the afterlife. So uh, that's just sort of an overarching view of the episode. Uh, What did everyone think of this one? I'm probably going to be a little bit of a buzzkill on this episode. <laughs> uh-huh. um, I never really bought Eleanor and Chidi it, romantically. And I feel like this episode was really trying for me to get there. And I'm still not there. Yeah, um, yeah I, I'm the exact opposite. This is probably my favorite episode of the whole series. Really? Oh, I can't yes. wait to hear. Well. Yeah, I... I liked that they took a clip show and made it different. They made it their own, you know. Um, and I liked, you know, cute little cheaty and all that stuff. The jokes were still good, like they always are. But yeah, I'm just not there with the two of them. I know it's. I know I'm supposed to be, and I know I'm a big softy, but I'm just. <laughs> it's not working. So Rachel, you you're you're in favor of the relationship. What did you like about this episode? I I just I liked the. All the different um, scenes that we got to see in more context about Chidi's life. And I felt like it felt more realistic with Eleanor and Chidi. I've always been on board with Eleanor and Chidi, but I don't totally understood where people were coming from, where like they didn't feel there was enough context. And I kind of felt like this episode gave a little more of that um, context. And it reminded me a lot of, oh, the was it the season two finale where we got Eleanor's um, life kind of on Earth right before oh, and after yeah. she died. Mm-hmm. Like it kind of reminded me of that episode, and I liked that one as well, where it focused on the one character. But I and I thought it was great that they gave Chidi interactions with all of our other characters, even though it was very much focused on his life. Yeah, Chidi is. I mean. He's always my favorite, so I'm glad I got a cheaty episode, especially since this season has been so light on his presence. I guess, uh, do we want to kind of go through the episode scene by scene and discuss uh, what happens? So, I mean, 
we start out with the slow-mo uh or talking about rebooting Chidi and Michael's like it's gonna be a challenge. It's gotta do like he said, eight hundred and two reboots, regular life, and then the three extra lives after all the reboots. Um, yeah. <laughs> that he's gotta make with Chidi. Um and we uh go through and flashback and we get uh baby Chidi who proceeds to get a name and a stomach ache at the same time. <laughs> well, the, so, I mean, one thing that was also nice was the framing device around it was that every so often we go back to the fact that Michael is still snapping his fingers and everything is in slow motion. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mostly it's that Jason is spilling his drink, um, yeah. <laughs> dramatically. So we get more and more of the drink being spilled every couple of seconds for the entire episode, which that was a nice, nice running joke. Yeah, I thought it but, uh, it framed it well, and it and it gave it you know a bit of a bit of dramatic heft to the mm-hmm. episode, right? Like this is, you know, we're going through his entire life, and we're at about this point through his life and his afterlives and everything. And I don't know I I did like I thought they handled that pretty well, um, and then you know the end as well. But we'll, we'll get to the end then. But but I did like the framing device. Yeah, so we get yeah, and then we uh, fast forward to an eight-year-old Chidi who overhears his uh, parents arguing as he's lying in bed one night and proceeds to uh, read all about divorce and uh, give a nice lecture to his parents about why they should not get divorced, and it uh, seems to be fairly successful. Um, so yeah, what did everybody think about an eight-year-old Chidi lecturing his parents? So, um, as a plot device to get us with Chidi, I like it. I like knowing that that's how he was when he was a kid. I don't like the plot lines where they try and get parents back together generally. (laughs) Um, but you know, they do kind of, uh, do a better job of it than other sitcoms where, you know, he realizes that he wasn't the reason that they were back together. Mm-hmm. Um, and, oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead. I just was saying it feels like um, it wasn't necessarily that he was getting them back to get like it. They were fighting, but it didn't quite seem like they were on the brink of divorce or had, you know, at that point. So I feel like it maybe is a little more realistic than like the parents who have separated and the kids are trying to get them back together. You know, I can see an eight year old's mind just going there, hearing his parents arguing about something. Well, no, the thing that saved it for me for that episode, for this episode is the, that they do say later that, yeah, he wasn't really, even though he thought he had succeeded in this, he wasn't really doing what he thought he was doing. And that, that wasn't what the parents were getting out of it. That was the, that was the part where the show, you know, won me over this. This wasn't a Hallmark episode, right? This was a show right. about real people. And that, that made it, you know, it was meant to be a joke when we were going through it. Oh, hey, look at the funny cheaty, you know, an eight-year-old who's doing a, you know, handing out syllabuses for people. Um, but, you know, but when you're trying to make me empathize with these as real people, uh, it helped to have that bit at the end where you were saying, yeah, even, even if we are treating him as a regular child, this wouldn't, you know, this, this wouldn't work. So, yeah. Yeah, I agree. But we do, but we do get like, like his dad is at the university all the time is a workaholic. So, you know, we can see where he gets at least some of his traits from, 
Yeah, and uh, after the lecture, Chidi goes to school and we see him talking to his uh, friend Uzo, who we've not seen this actress before, obviously, because they're eight years old, but it's the friend we've seen in the past and uh, says, you know, my my plan worked and now I know if I just study and think enough, I can find the answer to anything. And then he proceeds to try to find the answer to where to sit in the classroom. <laughs> and then he can't even do that. Yeah. Gets a yeah. summer cake. Well, I did, you did notice that uh, even when, when he was an infant at the beginning, they did say, oh, it looks like he's got a stomach ache. And I thought that was a nice little yeah. callback. When they were asking him if he, if he wanted, if he liked his name, I think that was the idea. Did, did, he, did he like the choice of his name? And the first choice he encounters as, you know, as a, as a person in the world and he, he, he can't deal with it. Um, but yeah, am, am I wrong in the sense that um, they haven't really talked about it in terms of him looking for the answer before? Or have I, have I been missing things? I don't think they ever framed it as the answer before. Yeah. I, mean, he, I think he was always looking for an answer to questions, but I don't know whether they framed the it The perfect way to do something. The, the perfect answer. Yeah. The perfect solution to something. Yeah, yeah. But never quite that framing. So, you know, they basically rewrote his life to have that as the focus, the whole thing. And, okay. He has been concerned with soulmates, like, many times. And so, you know, they make that dovetail. Well, this was the first time, well, we can get to that, but this is the first time where he, he made it sound like he had been thinking about soulmates on Earth. I don't remember hearing that before. I remember him being pleased that he had a soulmate, but I don't remember him saying, oh, yeah, and I always wanted one, you know, whether that really needed a, a line or not before or not, I don't know. But it did feel like that was something new, that this idea that he had always wanted a soulmate, even when well, he was alive. This is the first time we've seen a lot of Chidi, like, on Earth. Earth, because this is the first time we've seen like where he's from and his parents. Like we saw him as an adult before, but I feel like the other characters we've seen more of their childhood. We've seen parents for all of the other Earth characters. We've seen That's Eleanor's true. mom. That's true. We've we seen Tahani's mm-hmm. parents. We've seen Donkey Doug. That's um, <laughs> because they're all awful, right? They wanted to show how awful it, they were. Like they didn't. They didn't go to find Chidi's parents during their year on Earth because I guess they weren't awful. So right. um, this was just kind of, I feel like maybe the soulmate stuff just never came up because we didn't get that part of Chidi's background. Well, we did, we did see kind of. some of him. We, we've seen scenes of him as a child before because there, were the, there was oh, a yeah. scene where he was trying to pick people to be on a team or something like that and he just took forever to do it. And oh, yeah, it, I forgot about All those that moments one. where he was getting people really annoyed at him, I think... That his friend's marriage, I think, and that was the bit of the last. We've seen the scene right before he got hit with the refrigerator, refrigeration unit, whatever it is, air conditioning unit before. So, and I did think they they wove those things together pretty well. Like this didn't feel like it was something totally different. This felt like this was more of the same life to me. Um, again, with with a bit more of the focus on on having it be an answer, but I did feel like they 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 didn't repeat too many scenes, and the stuff they repeated from the previous seasons they went by pretty quickly, but. But uh, so it was all kind of new footage, which is funny, right? It's a clip show, but with mostly new mm-hmm. footage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it was still his life. And, and again, I do remember a decent number of scenes from him back once we found out that he was, you know, a bad person. And uh, and this this worked with that. 
Yeah, that sounds right. And I mean, that kind of leads into we get a bit of adult cheaty with the girlfriend that we'd seen him. I think it's the same actress that he was laying in bed with. Um, oh, yeah. OK. Prior. Like, I don't How know. does he find all these people? I don't people, know if right? it was the same actress, but I think they, they were intending it to be the same person. The, the same they woman, kind okay. of showed her in bed with him right before they in the flash before they went to the dinner. Um so, you know, they have a di- the dinner with his parents. The, his parents talk about how he saved the marriage and all this kind of uh, stuff and how cute it was. And um, then his girlfriend's like, we have to break up. And Chidi <laughs> does not understand because they read right. philosophy together and they're a book club. And, you know, you can't break up the book club. And so and then his uh thesis advisor piles on his uh, terrible writing because he was <laughs> wanting to write about every philosopher ever and he can't just pick one and so then we wind up with Chidi talking to Uzo about how bad his week has been <laughs> it did seem like a pretty bad week I felt bad for <laughs> Chidi and then it got really bad because he died at the end <laughs> that was the worst <laughs> We, this was actually a different girlfriend than the one we saw again in earlier flashbacks. I was thinking, okay. you know, how does he keep getting these these you know wonderful girlfriends when he has you know such a hard time dealing with you know people? But I guess if it was supposed to be the same one, then yeah, he got I, kind of lucky once, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's supposed okay. to be the same one. It may not have been, but um, yeah, I don't think there was. I had anything else about. The lifetime of Chidi. I'm surprised he was able to keep his friend Uzo as long as he was. I'm surprised yeah. Uzo put up with him. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, well, and the friend also in in the, in the flashback, and and this was the same actor too, I think. Yeah, as yeah, before, sure who was. was his friend. And in this time around, in his scenes again, his he he talks about you know you you there never is an answer, there isn't a right answer. And again, previous scenes he wasn't talking quite like that, but it um. It was the same sort of thing. I think he was at his wedding as the best man, and he kind of ruined the wedding and and all that. And we didn't see all that this time around. We just saw him at that last scene before, uh, before he gets hit. So, uh, And, you know, they're going through it really quick, which is good, because I think the, the episode did need to go pretty fast to uh, keep it interesting. So, yep, now we're moving on to the afterlife. Yeah, so we get uh, our perspective of Michael welcoming Chidi to the afterlife, and we see he starts torturing him with uh, making choices immediately. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was good. I like that. Um, Michael shows him his house and introduces a uh, magic fridge that gives him all the food, the food he wants to eat, so he doesn't have to make choices about breakfast. And Chidi at, um, gets introduced to Janet and gets to ask her a question and can't think of a good question. <laughs> so, you know, he just asks a tri- trivial question and Janet answers, and then Chidi asks if there's a fridge for soulmates or for people, I guess, for relationships, I think is what he said. And Michael says, uh, you know, there there is such a thing as soulmates. And if you come to uh, the house that looks like a face in an hour, you'll meet hers. And I think he says something about the answer to that question is Eleanor. So um, we hear he. That's the first he hears about uh, Eleanor, and then it. So anybody have any comments or questions about that little welcoming section? It was. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to say it was nice that Chidi's 
pre-Eleanor living space is the one that we're seeing him in in this season. I thought that was a good touch. Mm -hmm. Well, I think was, do you remember if that was actually the one that he was in? Yeah, I think it is. I think it is. Yeah. I don't think we ever. Yeah. Yeah. I think it is. Well, we did. There was like one scene in there, I think, when, you know, in the first season, something, she went to visit him or something, or yeah. we saw him in there or something, yeah, something. Remember. But yeah. I don't remember it looking exactly like this, but I also don't remember very clearly. So I was wondering about that. Yeah. Because that was the thing. Like, I wasn't sure if they had skipped ahead from him dying to the version of him in this latest iteration. Because Michael was kind of being nice. He was also kind of torturing him, but he was kind of being nice to him in a way that felt like maybe he wasn't, maybe this was them trying to encourage him to be better instead of just torturing him. And for me, at least that was actually kind of effective because then I didn't know which one it was until he mentioned that the soulmate was Eleanor instead of Simone. Michael was so good in season one that we didn't realize he was torturing yeah, them yeah. for a whole season. So but again, maybe it should have been maybe it should have been clearer to me. But in in my, I didn't know how much they were going to skip, and yeah. this told me that they were going to go through the whole thing. But it gave me a few minutes of being a little unsure of it because again the scenes were pretty new. So yeah, that's my only comment about that. And once you knew that they were torturing him, I mean it was just yeah it was. He was so good at it, torturing Chidi. He was. And uh, so then we uh, flash forward a bit through the first uh, season uh, arc and we go get to uh, Jason and Janet's uh, wedding or eight minutes after their wedding is they and Chidi sit and uh, look at pictures and uh, Chidi and Jason have a moment where Chidi asks him, you know, how could you make such a big decision so fast? And uh, Jason imparts some classic Florida (laughs) advice. (laughs) You know, you don't want to get sucked into the propellers of a swamp boat, so you got to move quick. Uh, I thought it was cute. And I also liked that Chidi was looking through wedding pictures from eight minutes before <laughs> with them. Um, I, you know, Janet also, it, it shows how far she's come. Her little, you know, I thought I was too old to get married. I'm infinity. Um, you know, and then. We know that by the end of the episode, Janet is pretty emotional. So having flashbacks of also earlier versions of her, that was kind of neat. Well, I think this is the first of, I think Chidi is basically asking everyone or getting into talks with everyone about saying, you know, I I can't be like that. How are you like that? And uh, I do think that was also kind of a good framing for this kind of turning it into something new, even though it was mostly a clip show um, where like, oh, how do I, how do I get better? Because we... Then we see at the end that he has gotten better. Because of all of them. Yep. And so after that, we um, flash forward through the soulmates of all of the reboots. <laughs> so we get to see yep. that Chidi was matched with Tahani at some point and yep. somebody named Karen. And then a person who may be my favorite bit player on The Good Place was uh, <laughs> his soulmate Esmeralda, who likes to bring knives to game night. And sleep with ravens in a nest. <laughs> well, somebody was somebody saying, I think in our in our uh, Slack that uh, that was Megan. Whoever it's her name? not. No, it's, it's not, um, yeah, her it's name is else. Kate 
somebody, I think. Okay. Somebody, yeah. Somebody had asked if she was, if that was okay. Megan Amram, and it was not. It was not. It okay. was um, at the uh, Kate yeah, that makes Grant sense. Okay. or something, maybe, I think. But she, I guess, was in something. She's been in a couple other things, but I really enjoyed that <laughs> character and thought the actress did a great job portraying a uh, goth soulmate for Chidi. And she was terrible at charades. <laughs> that didn't tip him off that he wasn't in the good place. Yeah, no. right? Yeah. I mean, now that she wasn't a good person, she could have been. But I think he would have been scared. <laughs> yeah. Right. So that, that episode is, that part is where he asks Tahani, mm-hmm. hey, how are you able to to do things without getting frozen up about it? And she just says, well, I was, I, I failed a lot. <laughs> and, uh, you know, knowing her life, yeah, that makes that makes that that seems a uh, uh, to to jive with with other stuff that we've learned about her that she just had a a life full of not living up to other people's expectations. But and uh, yeah. that game night is where in this version of the reboot he uh, gets paired with Eleanor and uh, she asks him to tutor her in uh, philosophy, and so. They then they fast forward three months later in that reboot, and they're talking about the philosophy tutoring and more about Chidi's soulmate and whether she notices he's gone. And uh, Eleanor uh, kisses him, and he asks, uh, "I think it was what, why, and who?" I believe were his uh, <laughs> questions for Eleanor, and she sort of uh, imparts some advice in that regard. Uh, so what did everybody think of that scene? I think we'd seen the alley kiss in the montage last season, be- right before the reboot. It was nice to get some context there. I wondered why that scene seemed familiar. Um, so I I know that I've been a little bit of a drag on this, but this scene was actually pretty cute. It, <laughs> it, um, it was rom-com-y, but... With characters I like anyway, so good job. <laughs> yeah, I think I I I kind of like this episode more when it was about the idea of them being together rather than them the actors trying to have the kind of chemistry that you would want to see if they were gonna be this couple. Mm-hmm. Um but uh that being said, Kristen Bell, um she just could have chemistry with a, a mailbox. Like she's <laughs> yeah. she's and this is mostly her, you know coming on to Chidi and, and trying to show how she feels and uh, uh, opening herself up to him. And I think she does a really good job of it. And we can get sort of at the end as to what I think of how uh, he's doing with it. But um, yeah, I, I like this one. Um, and uh, and it was like, you know, it was less like him responding to it than him still being Chidi. And he, you know, again, he does a really good job of being cheaty and, and they do a really good job of writing him as being in, you know, indecisive and funny and everything else. So this scene, both of them were kind of doing what they do best. And that was not sort of being in love with each other just yet, but so yeah, I liked it. Yeah. And then we kind of go from this through a, what I would say a falling in love montage where we get a lot of of everything else that happened between Eleanor and Chidi throughout a lot of the other reboots and then throughout Earth 2 and then um, the time where Chidi's memories have to be erased. We sort of uh, fast forward to that and they're talking with each other. They're talking about 
uh, I don't remember what they were talking about, but Michael comes up and is like, it's time for you to go. And uh, so then he and uh, Chidi walk away and have a discussion on soulmates, which is where we find out that Chidi didn't magically fix his parents. They worked at their relationship and they right. got counseling and Michael doesn't know whether or not there's a soulmates and have that kind of discussion and what did everyone think of this scene this might be my favorite scene of the episode with chidi and michael kind of laying it out together Uh, the little catch in chidi's throat when he realizes that he's learned something important and the earnestness of michael throughout it it was just it was that part was actually pretty special yeah ted danton can also have chemistry with you know, anything on earth. And he's just, he's just so good at that, in that mentoring role Mm -hmm. where he's kind of a kindly, kindly mentor. And, you know, he, he can play that role even when he's playing evil Michael and he can still play that role really well, I think. Um, And here, of course, he's sort of kindly Michael now and, and everything else. But yeah, whenever he gets a chance to sort of impart some wisdom to some of the other uh, members of Team Cockroach, they tend to be good scenes maybe just because they write them a certain way and maybe because Ted Danson seems to hit it out of the park. And, but yeah, the, the, all the bits about, um, about his parents, about there, maybe there are other things too. This sort of, sort of seemed like, you know, uh, Chidi was getting sort of advice from everyone and wisdom from everyone throughout mm-hmm. the episode. And this was the chance for Michael to do that for him. And, and I think, uh, I, I did like it. I liked that aspect of it. So, so yeah. Um, and then he talks to Janet afterwards, right? Yeah. Yeah, he calls Janet and asks for a uh, piece of pen or a pen and a piece of paper. And he uh, writes something down and gives it to Janet and says, if I ever see you again, give this to me. And a nice callback to the end of uh, season one there with the piece of paper given to Janet. Yeah. And Janet looks a little teary eyed as uh, they get ready to wipe Chidi's memory and uh then we see chidi wake up in the present and takes a second and looks around and says he's feeling pretty good and after another few seconds he looks at janet and he's like i want my note now and she's like but if you know i have a note you know what it says and he says yes but i'd like to see it because it's some of the best writing i've ever written and yeah pulls out the paper and we get a look and his uh sentence says there is no er, there is no answer and i think answer is in quotation marks and then underneath it says but the answer is eleanor so what did everybody think of that plot device it was a nice pairing with the note from previous season um it was Sentimental, which I think we all probably appreciate knowing this is the final season. About time to have Cheaty back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just reminds me how much I like Cheaty. <laughs> it's kind of like super Cheaty, right? Like Cheaty, uh-huh. he has learned all of the lessons he needs to learn in life, right? Like he's, he no longer, he's, he's ready to see that he was super annoying for the most of his life, right? <laughs> yeah. So I'm not sure he's ever necessarily... Uh, realized that with as much dis- dispassionate, uh, you know, uh, objectivity as he did this time around. And he did it right away. And he was just like, 
you know, the, the, what is it? He said, like, the reward is the journey or the journey is the reward or something like that. You know, he just seems totally zen and, like, just ready to, to, to you know, just do what you need to do and not worry about it. And I was like, wow, this is, you know, I, I'm not sure. For me, that was the bit that it did sort of seem like the whole episode was leading up to the fact that he had learned enough to be like this now. Mm-hmm. But it still didn't quite seem like we saw him change to be that maybe maybe the idea was that he was already that way by the end of um but you know when he was about to get sort of zapped again um because he did seem really pretty together with it there as well but uh i you know it's interesting sarah you were saying you don't uh wait sarah was a rachel who was saying you don't necessarily buy the the um the relationship i don't necessarily buy that he's improved because i'm not sure i believe that we've seen him improve so I think they were probably like trying to say that with the course of all these lives, he synthesizes yeah. all that and he's better. But I, I feel the same way you do. Like when he um, loosened up his shoulders and just kind of snapped to it, it was it was abrupt. <laughs> yeah. Well, and he was still worrying about the hat, like at the end of what the season before last. Mm-hmm. You know, he he failed that test so miserably that you know he would have had to have changed since then. My brain is telling me anyway, you know, it's just a show, but that was before the whole season on earth again, right? Though the hat it's true. So he, that's true. We got all of that development and he got his memories back at that point and sort of, and also you have to remember that the end of season two, he still only had one lifetime's worth of memories. He didn't remember all the things that happened in those 800 reboots until the end of uh season three is when they got all of their memories true but that's that's a little hard to to process sort of emotionally like you know how do you relate to someone who suddenly has 800 new anyway Mm -hmm. it's fine but it just it did feel a little unearned to me i like the i like the moment dramatically but it did feel a little unearned for me i think the concept of this episode sets us up really nicely for what will be the the final episodes because we got to relive a lot of what we already saw and enjoyed right. and had nice character moments um, just in time to have a break. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, this was a good place to leave it. I like, and they've done this a couple of times where they, the episodes where like last week sort of felt like it could have been a natural break. And this episode sort of moves you into what's going to happen next and i kind of like that they do that like this almost feels like it could have been the first episode of the second half without actually getting us into a big new plot line that we don't that we don't finish yeah because it was it was still self-contained so Mm -hmm. yeah so i kind of they did that a couple times before i think and i just i I think they have too yeah yeah plot device um but yeah and then i'm trying to think any other plot points anybody wants to discuss before we move on to the joke machine? I can't think of any. Okay. Does anybody have anything good for the joke machine today? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't feel like a particularly jokey episode, but there were a few moments. Well, basically everything Esmeralda said was <laughs> something for the joke machine. I didn't write any of them down, but, you know, she was her whole, you know, the thing she did with the charades where she was just saying things which made no sense and she blood was supposed to figure them fire. out. She just yeah. kept saying blood many times, yeah. <laughs> yes, she did. 
Uh, she's <laughs> like one of the background characters of The Simpsons where you're like, what the heck is that person doing there? Yeah. But um, yeah, let's see. I didn't have a lot of jokes for this week either. I liked that Chidi finally settled on the question, what's the biggest fish when he got to ask Janet something? Because that's what <laughs> I do with my Google. Like I, I ask her all kinds of random dumb questions all the time. And so if he has the whole universe at his fingertips, he needs to know right now what the biggest fish right. is. <laughs> when he did, as, I, I, as you remember, like the answer was kind of whale, but it wasn't whale. It was like a whale fish. Like cause mm-hmm. the, whale shark or something. Whale shark. Yeah, whale shark. Whale shark, right. Because like, a whale isn't a fish, right? So it couldn't have been a whale. <laughs> He's just like, uh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> and I did know that for some reason, too. There were a lot of good callbacks in this episode to previous jokes. Like Michael says something when he's about to uh, restore Chidi's memories that it's like a M M&M and M chili with peeps. Yeah, is yep. what his mind yep. is like. <laughs> um, and then, uh, like Chidi was wearing the red boots when he was talking to Uzo. Um, oh no! Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yep. He was wearing the red boots from his friend. Uh, <laughs> I forget his friend's name, but yeah. uh, those, yep. those the, boots. the lovely red cowboy boots. Um, and then there was something else. Oh, I felt like the the fork in the garbage disposal was a callback to something, but I can't couldn't remember what it was a callback to. Uh, oh no, that's when he was uh, talking with Eleanor. Uh, 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 I think in the second season where he says, you know, my brain, and when he's first kind of coming to grips with the fact that he's got this problem oh, with yeah. being incisive and he says, my brain is always like the, the sound that a fork makes in the, in the garbage disposal. Yeah. You know, I like that callback. Got that callback. Um, I liked, uh, Jason's, uh, cocktail that he was uh, spilling <laughs> on Eleanor was Midori coffee mate and ditch water. Ditch water. It was a Duval ditch water was the name of the cocktail. <laughs> um, uh, J- Janet said that she and Jason were, had their gift registry at me. Yeah. At me. Yep. <laughs> I enjoyed that. That was cute. Um, well, then for Esmeralda, um, Chidi is saying, he's talking about her and she says, you know, she's. I've seen her with the Ravens. Uh, it's it's very intense and and to be honest, sexually charged. <laughs> I believe is what he said. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah, and I think the name of one of the restaurants was uh, Beignet and the Jets. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've seen that one before. Oh uh, yeah, I yeah. Uh, uh, um, I don't remember, but what one of the questions on uh, Baby Chidi's uh, blackboard was where will I put my books Aww. in his lecture oh that <laughs> makes just me thought sad that was kind of cute <laughs> <laughs> poor that, little guy that was, his, that was his uh big concern which just seemed very cheaty like oh and uh cheaty had hoped there was a magic blackboard that would like map out his lecture or something when he got to the good yeah. place that was one of the yeah, things that's he the hoped first for we've seen that. Mm-hmm. when then the way um the way Michael uh, uh, tortures Chidi at the beginning. So he says, you know, come on in or you can stay out here if you'd like. And, you know, okay. I, I, I don't remember them ever doing that before in any of the, nope. but, uh, but that was, that was cute. <laughs> that was cute. Yeah. I can't think of any other jokes that there were, but. I will say that the um, quote about life not being a puzzle to be solved permanently but you have to wake up every day to solve it and then michael says it's terribly inefficient it just seemed wise in like a 
cosmic way. Like, you know, we, we forget sometimes how big the show is. Uh, you know, we, they've torn it all apart before. So it was kind of, um, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. it was kind of smart for, for us to just have a moment where they start to realize big things. Cause that's what the show is all about. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I'm pretty sure the show is kind of trying to say, well, you can't find all your answers in philosophy, which I don't think is, um, advice that too many people in their TV audience needs to hear, right? Cause I think most of their audience probably isn't overly invested in philosophy, but in any case, um, I don't think they're saying don't be philosophical. It's just saying don't. I think the, like his teacher at one point says, his professor says, all philosophy comes from from the heart, which also I don't think is exactly true. But, you know, <laughs> having passion to it instead of just trying to, to crunch the numbers is probably probably a smart thing to do in philosophy. But that that professor was pretty funny too. He said something about like, I used to have a wife and kids and now all I have is your work to read or I've lost the will to live. Shut up like about nine yeah. times. Well, there, yeah. was a, there was a joke earlier and it was just sort of a thrown off joke about where Chidi was like, yeah, I gave, um, I gave my thesis to my college professor and he got on a bus and we never saw him again. <laughs> I think there was something like that. So yeah. This was kind of the, a riff on that. I don't well, I don't his, know. Yeah. his dad mentioned at dinner about a professor that had given up on him, too. So oh, okay. he'd, he'd yeah. already had somebody give up on him before this professor. <laughs> oh, poor Chidi. Or poor, <laughs> poor the professors that had to deal with all <laughs> yeah. of Chidi's writing. Poor everybody in his life, really. We don't really have to say poor Chidi anymore if he's super Chidi. If he's super Chidi, yeah. yeah. Yep. But in, in his earth life, it was poor Chidi. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we'll see what he does with it, right? Like, well, how are they going to write him now if he's sort of Mr. Perfect? Yeah, I guess we'll I see. I don't know. We've got to see where we're going. Yeah, where do we think no. we're going to go from here? No. No, no, are they going to yeah. figure out the answer? No. <laughs> yeah, you know, I always kind of figured all of life's problems would be solved by sitcoms. So, you know, yeah, right? I got my hopes we, we really know pinned Eleanor's on this. the answer. <laughs> I, I could take Eleanor being the answer for everything. <laughs> If Kristen right. Bell just yeah, came to true. my house yeah. and did everything for me, it'd just be great. <laughs> cast her and everything, yeah. Um, yeah, the, I was originally thinking that, you know, the way the other seasons have worked, there were sort of these climaxes and then they fall back into routine, but we don't really have that many episodes left for them to fall back into routine, so I'm less worried about that now, especially if the last three episodes are all sort of one jumbo last finale, right? And that yeah, leaves us so. with, like, one episode left before that, if it's 13 episodes total. So I didn't even, for me, basically, it's what are they going to do with that one episode before mm-hmm. the finale? Like, is it going to be filler? Is it going to be, what are they going to do? So I guess we'll find yeah, out. I think it's scheduled to have at least three weeks of episodes. So we may get an extra episode or extra chapter in there somewhere. Oh, okay. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah, I guess we'll see. Have to see. But I think, yeah, I, you know, the, we, we, you know, we do like the good place and we kind of, it would be nice if it were to keep going on. But I do think that the concept probably can't be stretched too much further than it's been stretched. And so, you know, enjoying these episodes, but I'm also going to be kind of glad that it's not going on forever and that we're going to see an end to it. Yes. Um, so yeah, that's where I'm, I'm coming from. <laughs> I, I don't like shows that stretch on past their uh, expiration date. So I'm glad this one has an ending. <laughs> I would kind of argue that they could have probably done this arc last year, but mm-hmm. eh. yeah, 
Four seasons doesn't seem excessively long. No, no, especially for a show with this this few episodes. But but there, you know, there wasn't that much variation to do with this concept. So again, I think they could have compacted it some, but uh, but uh, we'll see. We'll see how they. I'm just glad we have we have Chidi back to interact Chidi, with right. Team Cockroach through the end of the season or series, hopefully. <laughs> When I was saying, um, again, in, in our chat room, that uh, it would be nice if they did a similar episode about Tahani, not because Tahani needs to have her whole life gone through, because it doesn't, but um, just because we haven't seen, again, that actress be featured in the show this season. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, they're probably not going to, because there isn't really a story reason to do so. But I do feel that they gave Chidi, Chidi, the Chidi actor, his due with this episode. They gave him enough to do and meaty stuff to go through. I wish they could give that to to Tahani as well. But yeah, yeah, and they've given given Jason a pretty decent amount of screen time really and plot have, yeah. this season. Yeah. And of course, Eleanor and Michael get all the yeah. plot, and Janet can. Just you just give her a little bit, and she does a lot with it. She, yeah, she she's been great this season, I think, because um, yeah. you know she was bad Janet, she was all the other Janets. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's my one wish list thing. That you know, anything else you want to do this season, go for it. But just give Tahani something, give Tahani a focus before we end. So yeah, uh, we'll see. Sarah, Sarah, do you have anything else to add, or good to wrap it up? Oh no, I I'm just looking forward to what we have coming up, and and the ninety minute episode then the seth myers retrospective and then the us retrospective <laughs> <laughs> yeah right Ooh, man you're making me tired just, just that's, yeah. that's gonna be a long episode first up you've got to <laughs> january <laughs> all right okay okay well um let me say good night and uh thank you to my co-hosts so uh good night sarah good night and good night andrew have a good evening and thanks for listening everyone Bye.